Is a popular popular podcast. Do not be afraid. Welcome to Popular History, a library of Catholic knowledge and insights brought to you daily. My name is Greg, and this is the eleventh installment in our twenty-one part series covering all the twenty-one new cardinals announced by Pope Francis during his Sunday Angelus on July 9th. The consistory will take place on Saturday, September thirtieth. Stephen Ameyu Martin Mulla was born in Edo, Sudan, on January 10, 1964. A note on his name. I definitively don't know the ins and outs of the relevant naming convention, but I'm going to trust what seems to be the majority approach and treat Ameyu as Stephen's quote-unquote last name, by which I mean the name I use as his more formal but abbreviated name. That's a departure from my normal approach, given Pope Francis's consistory announcement appears to treat Mulla as Stephen M. A. U. Martin Mulla's last name, but none of my other sources, including other Vatican sources, have been referring to him particularly as Bishop Mulla, so I won't be doing that either. Bishop M. A. U. it is. To add to the fun, I'm told you'll also see him referred to as Bishop Martin, though I didn't come across that myself except in notes warning of the possibility. A bit of a, uh, this sign has sharp edges scenario, perhaps. Stephen Ameu entered minor seminary at the age of 14 and had a pretty standard seminary experience, studying theology and philosophy at the different local seminaries and then being ordained a priest at the age of 27 in 1991. He served as a diocesan priest for the Diocese of Torit, Torit being his home diocese, so all in all, pretty classic stuff. There was some civil war going on, so that's different. Um, more on that later. He went about his standard priestly duties until 1993, when he went to Rome to study at the Pontifical Urban University, where he obtained a doctorate in dogmatic theology in 1997. Dogmatic theology can best be understood in relation to moral theology, which has come up before on this show in previous episodes. I haven't explained either before, so let me take a moment to explain both. According to the Catholic Encyclopedia, quote, Dogmatic theology is that part of theology which treats of the theoretical truths of faith concerning God and his works, whereas moral theology has for its subject matter the practical truths of morality. End quote. I should note that I took out a bit of parenthetical Latin to make that quote more listener-friendly. Either way, another way of thinking about it is dogmatic theology is the objective reality of the situation, while moral theology is the subjective considerations of a particular case. And I should now note that when I say objective reality, I don't mean anything in particular relation to Ayn Rand, who has corrupted that phrase in the popular imagination, at least in the circles that I've been in before. I just mean the way things are in the eyes of God, without taking more local considerations into, well, consideration. It's hard for me to get a sense of how straightforward, or perhaps confusing any of this is, for any non-Catholics listening, because I've never had a non-Catholic perspective myself. So, I'm hoping I'm bringing more clarity than confusion with my explanations, and apologies for any muddling. All I know is that, in the past, when I talk about objective reality, sometimes folks think I'm a Randian, and it really would be hard to come to a conclusion much further from the truth. I simply mean objective reality as opposed to any sort of relativism. I'll throw some links in the show notes again, and then we can move on. 
So yes, Father Emeu now has his doctorate in theology, and is now teaching, and even serving as dean at the St. Paul National Major Seminary in Juba, alongside other posts, from teaching evening classes to assisting women's rights groups, though don't take that as code for abortion or even contraceptives slash reproductive rights, as keep in mind the whole Catholicism thing we've got going on. I'm just going to go ahead and link Humanae Vitae in the show notes as well, and we'll move on from that too. Though, for what it's worth, if you've ever got follow-up questions, feel free to reach out to me by emailing popularhistory at gmail.com. Anyways, let's skip ahead a bit, because I know you all appreciate a bit of scandal, and it seems Father Emeu, becoming Bishop Emeu, was met with some opposition, both when it was his initial short posting as Bishop of Torit, his home diocese if you remember, and his 2019 appointment as Archbishop of Juba, the de facto head of the Catholic Church in the relatively new nation of South Sudan. Now, there's a fair amount of subtext here, including the fact that South Sudan itself came about as a result of ethnic tensions within Sudan. In a nutshell, the northern portion of what was a combined Sudan at the time of Bishop Emeu's birth is still known as Sudan, and is majority, we're talking like 97% majority here, Muslim. South Sudan, meanwhile, is majority Christian, though nowhere near that sort of 97% mark. Anyways, cultural differences between North and South helped fuel multiple civil wars, leading to very many deaths in the late 20th and early 21st centuries, ultimately leading to South Sudan becoming the newest generally recognized independent nation in 2011. And unfortunately, it seems there's still some trouble on both sides of the border, both lingering tensions and in terms of underdevelopment as a result of the wars. The most relevant tensions in Bishop Ameyu's case appear to be more tribal than religious, though it's one of those cases where some folks opposing Bishop Ameyu are saying, yeah, he's definitely from the wrong group, whereas others are being more careful to say, no, it's not a race thing, he's just a bad dude with six kids. And yes, six kids is a real accusation, which apparently the Vatican looked into and said, nah. In fact, you might even say they said, heck nah, because keep in mind, those complaints kicked off when Pope Francis made Emeu a bishop, and then, less than a year later, in fact that same calendar year, he made him an archbishop. And now he's making him a cardinal. Basically, it seems reasonable to conclude that if you complain about someone Pope Francis appoints, especially if there seems to be some racist overtones and possibly a scant evidence to your complaint, be prepared for him to double down. This is not the last time we'll see this sort of thing playing out. I should note that the way I just described things is not how Cardinal-elect Emeu sees it, preferring to view his selection as a blessing for the country as a whole, and noting that it was announced on the anniversary of South Sudan's national independence. Honestly, you should probably trust him over me, as he's going to be a cardinal. Meanwhile, I'm just a guy who decided it would be a good idea to build a soundproof room in his basement, which really sounds ominous now that I say it out loud. A studio. I'll get back to calling it a studio. Anyways, once he is officially elevated, Cardinal Amei will be eligible to vote in future conclaves until he turns 80, in 2044. That's enough for today. There's plenty more to discuss about the Cardinal-elect, and we may well get another longer-format episode on him down the line, as this episode is part of Cardinal Numbers, our ongoing series 
where we discuss and eventually rate and rank all the cardinals of the Catholic Church. Thank you for listening. God bless you all.